Namaste. My name is Callie Klug and I am a yoga teacher and Reiki practitioner in Orange County and I am very passionate about healing. This is the Your Own Medicine podcast, so welcome. Here we explore the countless modalities to healing through authentic chats and honest interactions. So let's discover how to be your own medicine. To easily integrate daily wellness, yoga, meditation, and breathwork into your routine, check out my Yoga Island virtual yoga studio and community online. I have more than 60 recorded videos of yoga and meditation content on there. The goal is to make it really easy and doable for you to weave these ancient and effective and powerful practices into your daily routine to effectively change how you feel about yourself, your life, make you feel more empowered, more at peace in your physical body. So check it out. It's only $5.50 a month. Give it a try. Namaste. All right. Hi, Maria. How are you today? Hi, I'm very good today. How are you, girl? I'm good. Thanks for being here. So let's get right into it. Why don't you introduce yourself and let us know who you are, where you're located, and what you do? So my name is Maria Toscano, also known as Maria Moves. It's kind of my... I don't want to say alter ego because Maria Moves really is a huge part of who I am. And it's something I've created over the years that really has so much meaning. It's deeper than just the obvious meaning, you know? Um, I live in Miami, Florida. I am a mindset, business, dance movement coach. I wear a lot of hats. I also am a brand ambassador for a few brands that really resonate and align with my own values. And I love to serve others. I love to work with people. I also work in a hotel. I'm in the industry. I am a pool server few days a week. So I'm always around people. I'm very much so tapped into energy and I do a lot of my own energy work. I love yoga, obviously all sorts of movement, dance, skating, inline quads. I also love to hula hoop. Um, I'm into calisthenics, balance, functional movement, animal flow. If I haven't, if I'm not good at it, it's probably because I haven't tried it. Or if I haven't tried it, it's because I just haven't walked into it. You know, I think having a lot of different kinds of movement in your movement gallery or library really helps you tune into your body and it helps you really build your mind-body connection as well. So yeah, I have moved around a little bit in my 20s 
even in my teens, but Miami has been home for a while, but I'm actually thinking of possibly finding a new place to call home next year. So yeah. That's exciting. Yeah. Yeah, girl, you literally do it all. Like every kind of movement that I can pretty much think of that you can do by yourself, like not a team sport, you pretty much do it. Yeah, and I really just have fun with it. You know, I think the reason why I have such a diverse movement practice is because my intention is always to have fun and to find play in the movement instead of training in a gym or doing reps and sets. I'm very much so into whatever I wake up and whatever I feel like doing. And that's not to say that a structured movement practice isn't amazing or beneficial, but I think my mindset around why I move has kept it present in my day-to-day for many, many years. Right. That's cool that you have that intention of play. So I feel like that's something that is not super prioritized even in movement practices which now that you're saying it like that is a little ironic because we yeah I think we make these goals for our movement practices that are really performance-based and maybe that's why your page is so joyful like when I scroll through your videos I feel the joy and it's so uplifting and positive maybe because you prioritize that intention of play and not just performance-based goals, you know, like you said. Totally. And, you know, I really appreciate you saying that because I feel like movement is my outlet for joy. You know, if I'm feeling stuck or if I'm feeling out of balance or if I'm having that imposter syndrome, once I step into my movement, I am brought back into the present. I'm brought back into the joy that lives moment to moment. And it's just something that I've built over the years because starting my movement practice didn't always look like this. You know, it looked like me in a gym. It looked like me playing team sports and like having hard practices. And what really sports did you play? I played in high school, volleyball, softball, track. Okay, so you've always been multi, just athletic in general with all those different kinds, okay. Yeah, girl, I mean, it started with dance and gymnastics when I was maybe seven. Well, dance started when I was three or four. I was very young, my mom put me in dance. And, you know, I did tap dance. It was really cute. And then I became a gymnast when I was seven, six or seven. And I've always been a monkey, truly. (laughs) I've always climbed trees, played in, you know, I remember growing up being nine, 10 years old and climbing into these like unfinished homes and just like running through the windows and playing in like the basement frame and I remember being on my bike and hiking and always wanting to just move and I think that that comes from my like inner fire 
sign. I really do feel like. What is your sign? I'm an Aries. Okay. Yeah. And I'm very kinetic. I'm very much so like a hands-on. I need to like get out of my head through my body kind of person. And I think that my energy in specific like leans very much so towards that. But I do feel like everyone can move and everyone should move and everyone should find what moves them because it is one of the like easiest ways to tap into your own medicine, you know? Through movement. Totally. Yeah, I agree. So it sounds like you wear, like you said, you wear a lot of hats. Yeah. So it sounds like you're quite busy. So how do you find the time or make the time in your day for these movement practices? So I'm juggling a lot right now. And I think it's really just about knowing that if you prioritize your movement, it's going to just be something that becomes consistent every day. And, you know, I feel like proper nutrition, rest, movement, and then whatever work I'm doing are like the four things that I really prioritize. And then I think a fifth strong one would be connection with whoever it is, my friends, my family, my girlfriend, neighbors, and every day, I can't do it all every day. This right. is I'm learning now because I'm the type, like I said, I'm a very high energy, very fire energy. I'm the type to burn out because I do so much every day, but I think I owe a lot of my energy and my enthusiasm and my ability to perform and have this endurance to how I take care of myself. You know, they say like 20 minutes of meditation is equivalent to, I think like, I don't, I don't like, you can't quote me on this, but it's like, just being present is equivalent to actually sleeping, right? Yeah. Getting some kind of rest, you know? So it's really being efficient about how you use your mind and how you use your body. And I like the rule of thumb is I practice two, three max different movements a day. And that's, oh my gosh. That's that sounds like a lot, right? But like today I went rollerblading to get to the park. And to me, rollerblading is like, a common denominator of each day. I feel like I skate almost every day, even if it's just a mile, you know? And mm-hmm. I get to the park and I decided to hula hoop and, you know, get into that flow and did that for about an hour. And then I just naturally wanted to stretch. So then I stretched for a little bit more. And like normally or before when I just, really it was like COVID and I wasn't really working, clocking in. I would do that and then I would shuffle and then I would skate 15 miles to go home. Oh my and God. I was just like, you know, it was like a different time. And I think as your life changes, as you develop, as the seasons change, as you get different opportunities, you have to also adjust how it is that you show up for your movement. So like today, skated, hooped, stretched. And I told myself like, okay, this is it for today. 
And even if in the moment I'm like, I can do more, I become much more disciplined at like respecting the amount of time that you can dedicate to your movement practice and then respecting the other segments of your life, like resting, restoring, organizing, cleaning your space, like preparing a meal. Those things all are also very important. So honestly, it's hard work. And if you want to do something, I think it's important to start with making sure you can show up for whatever that movement is three times a week, even if it's just 20 minutes, like that goes such a long way. I remember when I started shuffling, I think it was me just trying to get 10 minutes a day. And it really does make a difference, you know, because your body is getting really used to that muscle memory every day, even if it's just you like tapping in for a moment versus you practicing for an hour and then your body kind of like forgets for a week and then you visit it again. And I think that's something that people like, it's hard to understand, but it's, it's way better to make it small, you know, efforts every day, even if it's not every day, the more consistent you are, the more you're going to want to show up, the easier it's going to become to show up and the better you're going to get. So you're going to be more encouraged to want to show up for your practice. Right. And not doing something small or for a small amount of time or whatever it may be every day that goes across the board for like every kind of healthy habit too, like meditation, eating healthy, sleeping enough hours at night. Girl, all of it. Consistency is key. And I think people think consistency and they think like military style, like soldier status and that's part of it. That's like the masculine approach and the, the confident energy. And that is really important, but it's also, I think people get discouraged if they miss a day and then they think they're a failure. And that's not realistic for consistency, especially when you're starting, you know, you're going to slip up. The day is going to get away from you. You're going to wake up in a weird mood or, you know, an, some kind of accident will happen where you just have to move with those waves. And I think it's just a matter of showing up every day, even if showing up looks like maybe taking a rest from what it is that you want to show up with every day. It's all about really just that awareness and also having some patience with yourself, especially when you're starting something new. Mm. Yeah, I I believe I started skateboarding in this last year because just of your page and seeing, I think I was like, I can't do rollerblading, <laughs> but I was like, I can try skateboarding, like just to be, have some outside movement. And um, I remember, yeah, yeah I just seeing your, your posts is, they look, it looks so, you make it look very satisfying to move outside in particular. And I remember when I started, I was so bad, like so bad. My balance was horrible. It was not good. And I tried a lot uh, a few years ago and then I kind of gave up and then something clicked in this last summer. And I was like, okay, I'm going to, I'm just going to commit to being bad every day. <laughs> and it's crazy how fast that improvement happens when just for 10 minutes a day, I was, you know, skating bad and then you're less bad every day and then finally you're you know 
not falling all the time. Yeah. So just yes. that commitment. So yeah. you practice so many different kinds of movement. Is there certain kinds of movement that feel more medicinal to you? And like, how do you choose what you're gonna, what movement you prioritize that day? Totally. There are, in my movement practice, there are, you know, movements that I feel are more about going inward and reflection, like any kind of yoga or stretching practice or even meditation. I mean, it's not necessarily movement, but I just feel like it is a movement of the breath and it can be applied, you know? So I have like slower restorative movements and then I have high energy, high impact, like high challenge movements. And I think I'm like, I really, I have a plan every week and I try to really target all the things that I want to improve in. So right now my focuses are yoga practice and I'm not really looking to advance, but I'm looking for more consistency there just to kind of feel good in my body and not feel stiff with everything I do. And dance, I've been wanting to improve in dance and just explore different styles. And then hula hooping, which is something I've been connected to for a very long time, but I recently have found this spark where I do want to improve my skills. So depending on how I feel every day, and I really, you know, I think it's important to plan, but it's also important to plan for change, depending on how you feel when you wake up, you know, and if a lot of my movement is free form and free styled, I don't really take a lot of classes, nor do I have like an outline, I really just kind of sesh on my own. And yes, I do like to look up for inspiration, but really most of the time I'm kind of just moving with what feels good. And most days, like I said, I'm doing some form of the above, like dancing, yoga, hooping, rollerblading, roller skating. Those are the top four right now. Yeah. And sometimes I kind of sprinkle each one in, in a day, but for the most part, I do focus on one or two if I get there every day. And yeah, you know, I feel like that can sound overwhelming. You know, it's like, which one do you focus on? And I'm like, well, all of them. Kind of like a draw, you know, I'll I'll kind of like lay them out mentally and I'm like, what do I feel like doing today? And right. I like that I have the options because sometimes I don't want to do one thing for a long period. And I'm like, thank God that I have these other outlets that help me like find my creative flow again when I'm feeling kind of stuck in one form. Right. So it just depends on where you are that day, your energy level, like you said, if you want something more intense or something more chill, more inward turning. And so just speaking to the energy level thing, what do you do on the days where you wake up and you feel shitty and you don't do you ever have days like that where you wake up and you're kind of like, I don't, I don't feel like moving at all. Girl. Yeah, definitely. 
this retrograde. I feel like retrograde always gets me kind of hazy. This one's freaking terrible. Yeah, it gets me very feeling this imposter syndrome, you know, the, the, the what's the point you're like, yes. well, why it's funny because I, I think people truly believe that I wake up just peachy every day. And, you know, I definitely have a lot of good days more than anything else, but I do have days where I wake up not wanting to move, feeling like a ton of bricks, just like mentally, physically, and generally a lot of the time that is just some kind of like emotional block that I'm feeling because I'm really good about staying healthy and really being in tune with my body needs. So when I'm feeling like mentally blocked and like mentally fatigued, I like listen to my body, right? But I normally try to do some kind of like restorative something. Even if I like mindlessly throw my skates on and just go, even if I like go and I get there and I'm still feeling like I want to go back home, that is when I'll just be like, okay, I'm done for today. I always try to just see where I'm at because a lot of times we will stay in the space of feeling low when all we need is to do something that'll just bring us up. And it's hard to kind of push through that when you do feel low, but I never have regretted going to connect to my body and connect to my breath when I'm feeling that way. I just obviously won't go do some high intensity exercise or movement. It's just always very like with the mood, like my, my movement will read the room. Mm -hmm. Even if I, like I said, show up and I'm like, no, that's when I'm like, okay, I'm going to just take the day off. And if I'm actually feeling fatigued, like from working or from having a crazy weekend, maybe I did a performance, maybe I traveled. That is when I'm like, no, what I'm going to do today is like hydrate, maybe like some stretching. It's always really good to stretch because, you know, the emotions get trapped in the body. And if you're ever feeling like anxious or stressed or low energy, sometimes it's good to just like breathe in that oxygen into your muscles, into your body. And yeah, I mean... There's few days where I don't move, but the ones that I don't, I always wake up the next day feeling very like grateful that I listen to myself, you know? Mm-hmm. That's cool that you at least gave yourself the opportunity for movement, even on those days where you feel kind of icky. Okay, I'm going to roller skate to the park. And if I get there and I'm like big X, then I'll go home. But at least you've moved or got out of your house or, you know got outside for 20 minutes or whatever it was. Totally. And I think that in, in those moments where you kind of like push your edge a little bit, that's where like the true growth is, you know, like more so than you being super pumped to go have a session. It's like when you push yourself on the days that you're just like blah and you try. And even if like, it doesn't end up continuing that is like where true resiliency and true consistency lives, you know, and that's how you mm-hmm. build it. Yeah. There's that quote, I can do hard things. I think it's from Glennon Doyle. 
but yeah that's what I always think of when I'm like it's normally when I'm at the gym and I'm like pushing the last reps I'm like I can physically do this my mind is the one that's trying to cop out and yeah those days where you can feel your energy physically low or your your prana is like not moving as much as normal and yeah that's true that is where the growth comes is is getting your ass out of bed and even finding yeah those moments in restorative or gentle yoga and yeah I think that's a real act of self-love too to find movement in those sticky times absolutely girl it's cool that you said that quote I can do hard things I hadn't heard it until this summer and I was at a retreat and someone the facilitator who said this quote and I was like wow it's so simple and so like straightforward but it really resonated with me so it's kind of funny that you mentioned it yeah like you said it is really simple and it's like it's one of those things that you hear and you're like well duh but it's in those moments where you you are kind of looking for excuses like well I'm tired or da 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 it's it's that quote has got me like through a lot of and it's not like the hard crazy dramatic times it's those little moments like you said where you're you know you maybe you've been in bed all day or you're just came home from work and you're tired and you're like I don't really want to go anywhere but it's that little moment where you say I can do hard things I can get out of bed I can you know go roller skating to the park or get on my mat for five minutes so yeah that I heard that quote this summer too for the first time it's really yeah it's really powerful so kind of going back to like you said you fuel yourself in a way that supports your movement practice and just your life in general so you're always posting on your Instagram story these mushroom supplements Can you tell us about that? Oh my gosh, yes. I am the superfood plug. I So I take eight medicinal mushrooms every day. If you don't know about medicinal mushrooms, they are a variety of non-psychoactive mushrooms. So oyster, maitake, shiitake, reishi, lion's mane, cordyceps, there's a variety of them that are out there and I just started really getting into mushrooms and their superpowers last year, but it's changed my life. And I say that and I feel like it's, there's, there's not enough in that sentence for me to really get into like what I mean. And when I started taking the mushrooms, I knew the benefits for my brain and my body, but I think the commitment to taking it every single day just transformed my routine and it transformed the way I consume things and it transformed just the way I think of health and nutrition. And yeah, the mushrooms are from Live Ultimate, which is a company that I work with. They're a wellness brand that sells 
superfoods, medicinal mushrooms, and a non-toxic skincare line. And working with them has been very cool because I never imagined working with a company that has values that align like 100% with mine. And especially in this day and age, it's like a lot of companies kind of cut corners in areas where I just was always settling and assuming that this is how it had to be. But I love the brand and I love the product because it has uncompromising standards. It is probably top three mushroom products in the market. And just to kind of like briefly talk about mushrooms, the compound in mushrooms that is amazing for the body are called beta-glucans and they're very healing, they're regenerative, they attack and destroy malignant cells in the body, they help balance hormones and your neurotransmitters, they're full of amino acids that are amazing for the body too and these mushrooms have some of the highest beta-glucan con like percentage content in them and you can just feel the buzz. It's like a very gentle euphoria that you feel when you take them every day. It's caffeine free. So you're not fatiguing your adrenals and just causing the stress hormone cortisol to be overproduced in the body. And the mushrooms even work with those hormones that are produced to help balance them and help you come into a state of homeostasis. And you know, aside from what they do internally, all of that good stuff happening really does reflect externally and it like heals a lot of mysterious ailments that you might be experiencing. Like if it's a skin condition, if it's like a digestion condition, it really does just kind of bring your body into balance. And that definitely reflects externally, like in your aura, in your energy, in your magnetism, in your enthusiasm for life. And then the way you take care of yourself by taking these things just attracts other amazing things that take care of themselves too in your life. And that's why I say it's changed my life because it's very full circle. And I obviously care so much about the consumption and learning about what is actually in your food and what you're actually consuming. And it's taught me a lot, but it's something that I do every day and I really take pride in it. And I tell people all the time, you know, it's not magic. I mean, they are magic, but it's not something that is going to just do itself. You know, it's the applied intention and the applied action with it that has really had me see the full benefits of taking the mushrooms. That's so cool. I thank you also for explaining the science behind the mushrooms because it's really crazy how um, powerful mushrooms are. And I feel like it's kind of coming out now. It's more and more popular, but um, otherwise it's been pretty underground for the last however many years since they became illegal. <laughs> I mean, obviously it's different than the psychedelic ones, but I think the power of all those mushrooms kind of got swept under the rug. And so what is the difference then? Because you're obviously healthy. You live a healthy lifestyle. You, uh, you know, move, you eat healthy. 
what's the difference between you before the mushrooms and you after consistently taking this supplement for X amount of time? So before the mushrooms, I definitely was consuming more caffeine. I was drinking more coffee. I knew a lot less about the power of plants and the power of superfoods. And I think just taking it every day inspired me to learn more and want to know what is the best thing I can put in my body and how I can make these actions now that are going to like be part of preventative care. And before the mushrooms, I feel like I was like more inflamed just in general, more inflamed physically. I also had different habits. You know, I drank more alcohol. It just like my whole lifestyle changed as a byproduct of me starting to take these superfoods because I just naturally felt better and wanted to keep feeling better. And there's a lot of things that we are pushed day to day that are actually like very harsh and can be very toxic on the, the body's health and your mental health. You know, caffeine and in, in high doses, the way it's pushed on us every day can cause a lot of anxiety. It can really trigger some mental health instability and alcohol as well. You know, we all know we've all had that horrible night from drinking. And the more I look into holistic medicine and just natural living, the more poisonous I find out that alcohol is. And more so, I'm just being so into taking them every day and having people ask me, well, what's the difference between what you have and what's on the shelf? And it's just, I've learned so much about nutrition facts and that has just spilled over into the way I consume anything, which has just caused me to feel more radiant and more vibrant and more healthy and more magnetic and more just overall, like I'm, I'm a living, I'm a byproduct of living foods and mm -hmm. it feels really good. You know, I feel very clear most days. I feel much more confident with myself and the path I'm on. It's a, also a mindset thing, you know, they, they actually help your brain. This is stimulating brain health, supporting your brain, which has allowed me to level up in areas where I was just kind of stuck or not fulfilling my fullest potential. So it's really, there's been a lot of physical upgrades, but the external and just lifestyle upgrades are really what I think are almost more important right and it looks like you start your day with taking the supplement too and I feel like that alone just sets that intention for your day of like okay this is something intentional I'm putting into my body like I'm not just going and chugging a grande iced caramel latte and throwing my nervous system into the sympathetic fight or flight first thing in the morning before I approach my stressful day so I and like you said too about the inflammation mm -hmm. I think so many I know a lot of women in particular 
that have these like crazy mystery illnesses and I was one of them I had so much just random pain and issues and then I started going plant-based and that really helped but yeah the inflammation is crazy because it causes all these symptoms that like you're saying literally prevent you from living it's kind of a cliche thing to say but living your best life like feeling your best being magnetic as you said when you feel good you're you draw in that more of that goodness so yeah that's really cool absolutely and that's part of why I do what I do, you know, I know what it's like to have some kind of mystery, like, you know, some kind of part of you that's out of balance, that's causing you distress and discomfort and, you know, fear too, you know, like it's very scary to be experiencing things and not knowing why. And a lot of it, like so much of it comes from what people are putting in their body and also on their body and the mushrooms are just something that have really shown me have helped a lot of people with like everything from like I said like skin conditions like psoriasis to balancing their hormones and like picos and pmdd and also like gut health and bloating and just constipation and that is really like part a huge part of my mission you know just to like help people feel their best and I feel like movement plugs into that so well because that is a huge part of you feeling your best you know yeah it's totally intertwined and so for someone who's listening who maybe doesn't have a movement practice but they'd like to start one, what advice would you give to someone who's a complete beginner? So I feel like, especially in this day and age, there's so much overload of info. So I feel like someone who is a beginner can almost feel overwhelmed by one, the options available and two, the skill level that they think people were born with, you know, like no one is really showing the struggle, the hours of failing to be the skilled movement artist that they are. And my first piece of advice is to really find what moves you, you know, what moves me is not going to move everybody. It could be tennis. It could be swimming. It could be weightlifting in the gym. It could be running. It could be snowboarding. It's also like, where do you live in the world? It could be hiking. It could be canoeing. It really doesn't have to look like you lifting weights or you using a booty band doing booty workouts. It really is about you connecting to some form of movement that stimulates you in a good way and makes you feel good and inspired. And that, you know, like comes to you. And I think that is the first step. It's like, find what moves you. And how do you do that? It's like, you got to put yourself out there. You got to get a little bit uncomfortable because you won't know what you like by just researching online. You have to try. You have to take that yoga class. You have to go with that friend to that kickboxing class. You have to go on that hike that someone invited you to. You know, like that is how you get your toes in the water and you decide if it's the temp that you want to take. And 
the moment that you find that thing that moves you, you're going to know it. You're going to feel it. And like I said, it could be something as like chill as like restorative yin yoga. And it could be something as intense as like football, you know, it's just a matter of you finding something that you are dedicated to growing with. And that's the first step. And then after that, it's like, create some goals for yourself. Like who are your inspirations? Find some people that inspire you so you can constantly feed your own journey with inspiration to grow and inspiration to be better. And there's one thing I've learned about all my movement practices is that you learn so much and you go so much further with others in the community, with others who do what you do, with others that are also passionate and excited and move the way you do. And this also builds really good connection, right? Like it's like movement is meant to be shared and enjoyed with each other. And that is also like the healing part of it, right? It's like other people are going to be inspired by you. They're going to be inspired by your journey. They're going to be very inspired that you're a beginner and that you're putting yourself out there because a lot of people won't. A lot of people won't start because of fear, of judgment, of not being good, of being bad. And on the other side of that is so much growth and positive and connection and just energy for you to propel and like really embrace your potential. And I really encourage anyone who's listening that has, has something in their mind right now. And they're like, man, this, like, this is a sign I should start this. This is the sign. Take that class, go with that friend watch that tutorial online, join that program. It's really an investment on you. This is like an investment into you that's gonna really enhance your growth in all areas, not just your movement in, in all areas. Because when you are empowered and confident in learning something and committed to it, that reflects in your relationships, in your work, in your job, with your family, with how you show up in your morning routine. And I know it may not seem connected, but it all really, really is. Yeah, that's an amazing answer. I think you covered every aspect. (laughs) Yeah, that's, that's a great answer. And yeah, if you're listening to this and you have had your eye on something, this is the sign from the universe right here. So let's move on to the lightning questions and feel free to take your time taking a moment to think about your answer because I haven't told you these yet Um, and yeah take as much time as you need. So the first one is what is one message that you would tell your 13 year old self if you could go back in time? Oh this is cute. I would tell my 13-year-old self that you have so much potential inside of you and to never let anyone dim that inner fire that you have and that you should always keep your heart open to whatever feels right for you and to never compare yourself to anyone 
and to always follow your heart. Mm. That's a lot of good advice. Yeah, 13 is a interesting time. Girl, like what was I like at <laughs> I don't I don't even know if I told my 13-year-old self advice if she would even take it. But I know I feel like her. my 13-year-old self would be like, okay, lady. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You don't know anything about me. <laughs> Number two, what is the single biggest thing we can do as individuals to heal the world collectively, in your opinion? In my opinion, the biggest thing we can do as individuals to heal the collective is to heal ourselves. And I hear it all the time. I see it all the time. I don't know about you guys, but healing the world starts with healing you. And that means showing up every day as your best and your best will never look like someone else's. And I think healing is a journey of so much up and so much down and learning that those ups and downs never end is what's going to really help you dive deep into a healing ongoing journey in life. Right. That healing process is like a spiral instead of linear. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah that's really good advice because I feel like you said sometimes when we get on this healing journey we're like oh well I should be feeling better and then it's like wait why do I feel like shit today <laughs> like well because it's a freaking uh, ups and downs and it's not just a little positive sloping slope totally and I feel like a lot of times you will feel so free and so ahead and so in your purpose. And since you're feeling so good, those downs and those setbacks, whatever you want to call them, mistakes, lost opportunities, they seem so much heavier, but it's only because you have come so much further from where you initially began. And I have to remind myself that, you know, I look at some of the days where I feel, again, this imposter syndrome and this idea that I'm not doing enough or where I want to be. And when I look at how far I've come, it's just very humbling. And I always have to remind myself that where I'm at is not for me to compare with other people because I came from a different background. I have different traumas. I have a different story. I have a different like financial story and it's really important to remember all of that when looking at you know where someone else that may inspire you is at and you have to allow everyone around you to always just be like sources of mirrors that serve you you know mm -hmm. instead of looking at it and being like I don't have any of this it's like look at what you do have and look at other people and realize that we're all on different paths, but we all can get to the top together. You know, like we're all able to grow and evolve and be successful together. Right. I like what you say too about using people as mirrors. 
especially if you're looking at someone who you look up to and you're like, oh God, I'm not like that person at all. They say you can only see in others what you already have in you. So maybe next time you're like, oh my God, I could never do that. Well, you see that in that person because that potential's in you. So shut your trap and get get cracking. Totally, girl. It's so true. You know, the older I get, the more I realize that everyone you you talk to, everyone that you bring into your that you attract is a mirror. And it really allows you to kind of address your triggers and address things that you see or experience and sit with them and choose to like evolve or repeat and like either attract the same mirrors or evolve into one that's a higher version of you. Yeah, that's amazing. That evolve or repeat. Yeah, every shit. I (laughs) guess every interaction is like that. Every moment of every day when you're in your bed, not wanting to get out of bed or yeah, interacting with someone who's triggering you, evolve or repeat. That's really good. All right. Number three, what is your favorite or most powerful affirmation or mantra that you use or have been using lately? I think one of my favorite, all time favorite affirmations is I always have enough for my needs and my wants Mm -hmm. because a lot of times you know I'm feeling like I want more more money more time more skill more you know and I think part of being in this country and this capitalist mindset is to always want more or the next thing or that instant gratification. And sometimes I forget that I truly have always had enough. I have so many of my friends tell me, oh, but I'm broke. And it's very like, it's triggering for me almost. And I'm like, no, you're not. Like, do you Look around you. Have you ever not had food or water or a phone? Like never, like you've always had these things. And that is a very humbling exercise of gratitude that again, comes back to that affirmation of, I will always have enough for my needs and my wants because my needs are always met. I've always had shelter, food, water, connection, like love. I've always had those things, safety. And maybe those things have been kind of compromised here and there, but like the foundation has always been, pretty abundant right and my my wants like I have so much I have so many hula hoops I have rollerblades I have the beach I have a nice bed not just a mattress on the floor I have a macbook to do this uh podcast with you I have my smartphone so I can do my job and access all these dope people in the world and I think saying these things out loud helps people like reframe that narrative of, oh, I'm broke or I don't have enough or I can't afford. And it's like saying that affirmation makes you magnetize and attract more abundance because you're telling the universe that you acknowledge everything you have had all this time and how you have had all these things that you need and all these things that bring you recreational fun and that are extra. And it, it really like, you know, saying this kind of thing, I write it on my mirror in the morning. It really has reframed my mindset to just be 
so much more in my gratitude. That's so cool that you write that on your mirror too. Um, yeah, those words are so powerful. And like you're saying, your friend that said, oh God, I'm so broke. And you're like, wait a second. First, like literally you are not. <laughs> and secondly, yeah, those, and I find myself sometimes saying, like speaking reality that is not so great into being with my words. And I have to take a moment and stop myself and be like, shit, my, my, like, I'm so powerful. My words are so powerful. And like you're saying, having that written down and reading that and saying that just attracts that because you're, you're putting yourself in on this different level where you're seeing more abundance and you're just calling more of that in just like you said. Yeah. I think a lot of people underestimate the power of the things they say and the things they think about themselves and the things that they might write down. It's crazy how there is energy behind your words, your writing and your thoughts. And it really takes reframing that every day to create something with it and to create something powerful with it and to become like a manifester with your words and your affirmations. Right. So moving on to the most important question, um, where can people find you on social media, website, whatever it may be? And then what are your current offerings and how can people access those? So you can find me on Instagram, maria.moves. I share a lot of who I am on there. I share a lot of my little mindset hacks on there. I share a lot of free tutorials, certain movement styles on there. Very helpful. I like to engage with my following. I'm not just there to post and get likes. Like I love chatting. I love answering your questions. So you can definitely find me on there. I'm also doing privates. I do one-on-one privates for hooping, shuffling, dance, yoga. And I also do one-on-one coaching for mindset, business, lifestyle. So you can shoot me an email from my Instagram. That is really my landing page. And yeah. And are these in person in Miami or virtual or both? Both. I, I like both. Um, virtual, obviously, for most of the people who don't live here. And then in person for anyone who's local. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for joining me, Maria. I'm so appreciative of you being here. And it was really cool to hear about all your millions of different ways that you move every day. Thanks, girl. I really enjoyed talking to you. And I feel honored that you wanted to have me on your podcast. I love to share my story. And you know, this is my fourth podcast and I feel like every time I'm able to be a guest, I know so much more of myself and I feel like I have so much more value to offer. So thank you for being part of my journey. Yeah, thank you.
Thank you so much for tuning in and listening to the Your Own Medicine podcast. I hope you enjoyed what you heard, and if you did, feel free to rate and review the podcast, or feel free to share it on whatever social media platform you are on. I'm normally on Instagram or Facebook. And feel free to also send me a DM just letting me know what you thought of the episode, if you liked it, didn't like it, with any feedback you have to offer. And I will see you next week with a new episode of Your Own Medicine. Every Tuesday, a new one will be out. So until then, keep on healing and be your own medicine.